Our reading for today uh, is from the book of Psalms. Most of the Bible is God speaking to us. The Psalms are people like us speaking to God. They are poetry and prayer, beautiful but also brutally honest. This Psalm 138 is mostly positive, thinking back to past times where we called and God answered mightily. But words like trouble and enemy, as well as the slightly anxious final sentence, convey some doubt as to whether God's goodness will again deliver the prayer from their present trial. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. All the monarchs of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, God regards the lowly, but the haughty God perceives them from far away. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose toward me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I don't know what you guys like to do on your commute. I uh, sometimes do audiobooks, sometimes call people. But often, and especially for like the last 10 minutes before I pull up to church, I like to listen to Christian radio. Does anyone else listen to Caleb? It's 105.3. Um, so just contemporary Christian station, and a lot of times I really love a lot of their music. Sometimes their theology makes me a little bit uncomfortable, and some of the words that they share between songs. And I've noticed one of the ones that I struggle with the most probably is they'll have people call into their radio station who um, have had, they'll share a story like maybe, you know, I was given this terminal diagnosis, like I was given just weeks to live, and, um, but, but I never gave up hope, and I trusted in God, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, and God answered my prayer, and against all odds, here I am alive and well today. And the host will say things like, wow, that's amazing, God is good, prayer is so powerful. And I just worry about that. Uh, not that they would share that story, that's like a wonderful story to share, and, and totally worth celebrating, but I worry about attributing something like that to God. Right, Because if they made it because they prayed and God answered, what does that say about people who don't make it? Right? Like, did they not pray hard enough? Did they not pray often enough? Did they not use the right words? Did God just for some reason decide to grant this request and not the other one? So I worry about that, and I worry just... Often when we talk about prayer, it sounds like you almost get the impression of like a vending machine, right? Like you input, like put in the right, the right prayer, and then God will spit out the desired outcome, as if praying kind of nudges the probability meter closer towards the hoped-for result. And if that's our theology of prayer, at some point something's going to come along and cause our faith to crumble. If we are living, breathing people, you know at some point in our life we're going to face a hardship. And if we are living, breathing, praying people, 
You know there's going to be some point in our life when we are lifting up a desperate and heartfelt and reasonable prayer and it's going to go unanswered. So if we understand prayer to be this transaction between us and God, this kind of quid pro quo thing, then when something like that happens, it's almost like the only possible explanation can either be that we weren't good enough to deserve it or God wasn't good enough to give it to us. And that, that just can't be how prayer works. That just cannot be how it works. That does not fit with what we know about life. That does not fit with what we know about who God is. So how does prayer work? What is prayer? To be honest, so much of prayer is a huge mystery to me. And I, I, I don't think I could tell you what exactly prayer is or exactly how it works. But I do want to tell you what I've seen. Um, and one thing I've seen for sure, this happens a lot, but I noticed it, started noticing it when I worked for a summer with the chaplains at the hospital, which is something that most all people do as part of their preparation to become a pastor. And so um, you'd go and you'd see people who were... Um, maybe facing like a life-threatening surgery or they were near the end of their life or they were facing some totally changed reality because of some kind of medical condition. And you would just go and you would stop by your room and, and see if they wanted to talk about it. And some people totally did. And some people definitely did not. <laughs> and so, you know, they would maybe be, you'd, you'd like introduce yourself and what you were there for and kind of try and engage them in conversation. And some people are like, one word answers, avoiding eye contact, like a very defensive and close, which totally fine, right? And understandable. Like I probably would not want to talk to me in that situation either, a random stranger coming in during the hardest point of your life. So that was, you know, that was okay. You would just kind of politely try to end the conversation and, and go out. Um, but often at the end, just in case I would say, you know, just so you know, if, if you ever want someone to pray with you, you know, that myself and the chaplains are, are here and available. And I was so surprised how often people said yes. Like people who did not want to talk to you at all would want you to pray for them. She's like, okay. He'd sit down and uh, hold their hand uh, and, and start to pray for them. And like most of the time, I had no idea what to say. <laughs> right? Like, what do you say? So I wouldn't know what to say, and whatever would come out of my mouth would be some kind of garbled, stuttery, uh, I don't even know. But somehow it didn't matter. And so many times, people who had been really closed, really defensive, or just really kind of, I'm totally fine, everything's good, I would start to pray, and they would start to cry. And it happened over and over and over. So I think a lot of you guys know Debbie Reeder. She's on staff here in charge of member care. She's a great resource, by the way. If you're ever going through anything hard, use her, use her, use her, use all of us. But anyways, um, Debbie and I started doing something in December where for all of Advent, every week we would go into the sanctuary at Christ the King and pray together for about an hour. And the first time we did it, we posted on Facebook just, hey, we're going to be praying at 1 o'clock. Let us know if there's anything you want us to pray for. Messages poured in. I could not believe how many people contacted us. And a lot of people were church people, but a ton of people were not. They were like friends, neighbors, acquaintances, Classmates of mine from high school who I haven't talked to in decades. 
totally random assortment of people and a pretty random assortment of things that they were asking us to lift up to. Like some people were going through something really, really hard and asked for prayers and getting through that. Other people, nothing particular was going on. They were just maybe kind of just in a funk in their life and asked about that. Um, other people asked us to pray for friends, family members, co-workers that they knew were going through something. Um, and so a lot of these people, you know, I haven't talked to, like maybe hardly ever. Uh, and most of them I knew were not religious at all. And so it's just so interesting to me that even despite all those, there, there clearly was something about the idea of someone somewhere, like anyone, anywhere, thinking of them and lifting them up to God clearly struck a chord with people. The most transformative for me, though, was the last week that we did this. Um, I'll just rewind and say that every year at Christmas, Debbie and a team of volunteers, they put together gift baskets for members who have lost a family member during the year um, or have had something hard that they've been through. It's, it's like just a small gesture for, if you've had a hard year, the holidays can be really hard. So they do it right before Christmas and it's just a little way of saying that you know, your church family cares about you. So uh, on our last week in Advent, when we went to pray, we took with us the list of everybody who was going to be receiving a basket. And we actually prayed for every single person on that list individually and by name. That was over 50 people. That's like a lot longer than I usually pray on any given day. But I was so glad that we did that because it made such a difference like less than a week later when it was Christmas Eve and I was getting to help lead services up here and I was looking out and seeing the faces of so many people that we had prayed for that day. And because we had prayed for them, their names were fresh in my memory, their faces were fresh in my memory, the reason that they were on that list was fresh in my memory and it just hit me that all of these people, this was going to be their first Christmas without their mom without their dad, without their husband or their wife or their son or their daughter. And so standing up there and all the lights are off and I'm looking out and here all these people are and after everything they've gone through, here they are at church and they're there and they're in their darkness and they're holding up their candle and they're singing and they're singing sleep in heavenly peace. I'm never going to forget that. I'm never, ever, ever going to forget that. We don't always get what we ask for when we pray, but something happens. Something powerful, powerful, powerful happens when we pray. When we pray for other people, it's like their name gets written across our hearts, just like tattooed right onto our skin, a permanent mark, and somehow our life is bound with theirs forever. And whether we pray for people around us or for ourselves or just for a situation, anytime we pray, prayer has this really cool way of just reminding ourselves of our place in the order of things, right? It reminds us that we're not in control, but that we're not helpless either. And we don't have to be in control and that we're not alone. You know, we have someone that we can pray to 
And we have something we can do, something concrete we can do to act on behalf of people we see who might be going through hell. I think maybe that's the real power of prayer. When we pray, maybe sometimes the outcome has changed. But I think more often it's us. We're the ones who are changed. Prayer has this way of reconnecting us to God, reconnecting us to each other, and transforming us bit by bit into people who are full of hope and courage and strength, people of compassion and empathy with the energy and the motivation to act on behalf of the people around us who need a hand. So anyways, I usually try really hard in sermons not to have any shoulds. Because, like, we all know, right? We all know we should be serving more and we should be giving more and we should be going out of our comfort zone more and we should be putting other people's needs before our own more. And for a lot of us, or at least for me, we walk around weighed down by the weight of all of the shoulds all of the time. So to me, church is more less about what we should be doing and more about what God is doing and will do in our lives and has already done. But I'm going to totally break that rule today just because of where I'm at in my life and how far God has brought me when it comes to prayer. I'm just going to say this. Pray. Pray. Pray, pray, pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for your friends and your family. Pray for people you don't even know. Pray for the person in the car next to you on the highway. Pray when you're sitting down to dinner. Pray when you're sitting down on the toilet. Pray while you're washing dishes. Pray while you're in the shower. Pray with your head bowed looking down. Pray with your head looking up to the sky or out a window. Pray out loud. Pray in silence. Pray alone. Pray in a group. Pray for everything that you're grateful for. Pray about anything that might be worrying you. If you don't know what to pray, pray the words of this psalm, Psalm 138. Pray and pray and pray. Ask people to pray for you. Ask people if you can pray for them. Pray and pray and pray until it feels weird not to pray. It might not change any outcomes, but it will definitely change us. So, may we be people who pray easily and pray often. And may we be blessed to witness the power of our prayers to change the world starting with us. Amen.